welcome to episode 4 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky. I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and spend a few minutes talking about that object and what makes it so scientifically interesting to astronomers. So let's run the random number generator. And for this episode, the random number generator has left a pool of water on the floor. But aside from that, it has returned the coordinates of 1 hour, 0 minutes, 54.1 seconds right ascension, and plus 2 degrees, 11 minutes, 36 seconds declination, which is located in the constellation Cetus. This is the constellation of the whale, and if you talk to any amateur or professional astronomers, they will have almost nothing to say about this constellation. Now, the coordinates point to the specific astronomical object of LBSQ 0058 plus 0155. This is one of many quasars identified primarily by its coordinates. In the case of this specific quasar, sometimes the numbers are written with just a Q or B in front instead of the weird and awkward LBSQ, and sometimes the numbers are just written by themselves with no letters whatsoever. However, the coordinates are the right ascension and declination as of 1950. Since then, the Earth's rotational axes have shifted slightly, so the astronomical coordinate system has also shifted in the sky. Many other objects that astronomers work with have names that refer to their coordinates in a more up-to-date system, but for some reason, many quasars are identified by their 1950 coordinates. In any case, this is a quasar. It's a galaxy with a type of active galactic nucleus containing a supermassive black hole, an accretion disk of gas and dust falling slowly into the black hole, and jets of gas that appear above the poles of the black hole caused by some sort of complex magnetohydrodynamic effect involving the black hole and the accretion disk. Astronomers would describe the distance to LBSQ 0058 plus 0155 as Z or Z equals 1.959. This is related to the Doppler shifting of the light from the galaxy caused by the expansion of the universe. The speed at which things appear to be moving can be directly related to their distance. Things that are closer to the Milky Way appear to be moving slowly, while more distant galaxies appear to be moving faster. The problem is that, for very distant galaxies, the velocities get stupidly large, so Doppler shifting or redshifting is described by how much the light waves get stretched, rather than by how fast the galaxy appears to be moving. It's confusing to describe the distance to a galaxy in terms of light years or parsecs, but given the value of z, 
Or if you're British Z, it could be said that the time it took the light to travel to Earth is 10.3 billion years. However, this depends on the physics of how the universe is expanding, which I'm not going to get into in this episode. Astronomers really like to look at the Lyman Alpha line in the spectra of quasars, including LBSQ 0058-0155. The Lyman Alpha line is an ultraviolet spectral line at 122 nanometers that can be absorbed and emitted by hydrogen gas. Quasars also produce light, referred to as continuum emission, that appears at all ultraviolet wavelengths and that is close to constant, but the emission at 122 nanometers from hydrogen gas appears very bright compared to the continuum and looks like a bright line in the spectrum. Because of the expansion of the universe, all of this ultraviolet light gets Doppler shifted to longer wavelengths. For LBSQ 0058-0155, the Lyman Alpha line emission appears at 316 nanometers, which is close to the edge between violet light visible to the naked eye and ultraviolet light invisible to the naked eye. The area of space between many quasars on Earth contains clouds of hydrogen gas. Because of how the expansion of the universe works, these gas clouds are not moving as fast as the quasar itself. The hydrogen gas absorbs light that looks to them like it's at a wavelength of 122 nanometers, even though it's Doppler-shifted light from the quasar, and even though that wavelength of light also looks Doppler-shifted as seen from Earth. Each intervening gas cloud therefore produces a drop in brightness of the spectrum of the quasar, which can also be called a dark spectral line. If a lot of these gas clouds are present, they produce a lot of these dark spectral lines or dips in the spectra. This is called the Lyman Alpha Forest, and it's called this because when the spectrum of a quasar is plotted in terms of brightness versus wavelength, the graph contains a lot of spikes that look like trees in the forest. Whenever I hear the term Lyman Alpha Forest, I myself tend to think of Lyman Alpha animals living their Lyman Alpha lives among the Lyman Alpha trees in the Lyman Alpha Forest, but except for a guy I know named Chad, most other astronomers don't share my sense of humor, unfortunately. In any case, LBSQ 0058-0155 is one of the many quasars where astronomers have observed this Lyman Alpha forest. The structures in such a spectrum are very useful for studying the structure of gas in the universe, which in turn is important for modeling how galaxies form. However, the light from quasars as seen from Earth sometimes passes through entire galaxies. This produces not just a small drop in brightness at one wavelength, but a big drop in brightness over a broad range of wavelengths. The galaxies that absorb the light are called damped Lyman Alpha systems. The term damped does not indicate that the galaxy contains a lot of water, which would be very interesting, or that someone appeared to spill coffee on the spectrum, which would be kind of messy, but instead refers to the mathematical function used to describe how the light is absorbed over a broad range of wavelengths. 
So the spectrum of LBSQ0058 plus 0155 contains one of these damped Lyman alpha systems. Normally, the presence of the galaxies absorbing the light is indicated solely from how it's absorbing the light from the quasar behind it. It would be like being able to identify where someone is standing by seeing their shadow instead of seeing the person himself or herself. In the case of LBSQ 0058-0155, the intervening galaxy itself was imaged directly using the Hubble Space Telescope about 20 years ago. Imaging these damped Lyman Alpha systems is very tough, even with the Hubble Space Telescope, because the closer galaxies are usually very faint compared to the background quasars. Imaging the damped Lyman Alpha system in this quasar was a remarkable achievement, especially since people were still developing the techniques for making such images 20 years ago. The absorbing galaxy is an edge-on spiral galaxy at a redshift of Z, or if you're British, Z, equals 0.613, which corresponds to a light travel time of 5.9 billion years. The light from the quasar, as seen from Earth, is passing above the disk of the intervening galaxy through its halo, and the intervening galaxy absorbs light that is observed from Earth to be at a wavelength of around 197 nanometers. While hydrogen gas is the most commonly observed element in the spectra of galaxies, other elements in interstellar gas will also absorb light to produce other dark spectral lines, and this only happens if enough of the element is present, which is the case for the damped Lyman Alpha system in the spectrum of LBSQ 0058-0155. Among the elements found in the closer galaxy are chromium, iron, magnesium, manganese, titanium, and zinc. These types of measurements in this damped Lyman Alpha system, as well as others, are important for understanding when and how heavy elements are formed in the universe. When matter formed after the Big Bang, the universe contained just hydrogen and helium. Most other heavy elements were formed later in stars and are expected to accumulate over time. The damped Lyman Alpha Absorber in front of LBSQ 0058-0155 is very important to measuring and modeling the formation of these heavy elements. And so that was LBSQ 0058-0155 and its associated damped Lyman Alpha system. The position on the Earth's surface, which corresponds to this quasar and the intervening galaxy between us and the quasar, is a place in southern Cameroon, about halfway between Inki National Park and Lobiki National Park. This is the first time the random number generator has returned a position on solid land. And this deserves some applause. As you can guess, this is a location with a tropical rainforest. Or 
if you want to keep to the theme of the episode, a Lyman Alpha rainforest with Lyman Alpha elephants and Lyman Alpha chimpanzees and Lyman Alpha leopards. Although the Lyman Alpha chimpanzees and the Lyman Alpha leopards probably don't get along that well. So if you enjoyed this episode, the website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those objects, and send me feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.